Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash widemencantjump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen T. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfund.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, as well as at Stay Classy Meats at stayclassymeats.com, where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WideMenCan'tJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter, at wide jump. Now, let's go to the flagship program of this Wide Men Radio Network. Here's Wide Men Can't Jump. What a week it's been. The NBA has been set up, and it's been a wild, wild time over the past week. And, man, oh, man. Lots of stuff to talk about. We're going to dive in deep to get to. The all-star selections have been made. We've also got to talk about the four trade went through just yesterday, late last night. Uh, and that was a that was a debacle if I've ever seen one. Uh, but we'll, we'll break it all down here tonight. Joining me as always, I think he's here. Check to you here. Well, I'm not hearing him. Well, no, he is not here. So we will wait on him to get here. You know who he is, but he has to have his official introduction. So while we wait, let's go ahead and hear from our great sponsors at New Law Office. They're always bringing you this great show. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation a new level of personal service. Whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again, get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. And joining me tonight on our double through the trade deadline and all stars, man, the myth from the great white north, you hoser, took it's cold out.
Good evening, Nate. I believe I was a victim of the Iowa caucus app. <laughs> what, your app crashed? <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I, I'm going to blame it on, I don't know. Did you take a did Luke. you take a payoff from a uh, from a Duke Rush. from a from a, a Duke alumnus? I'm going to blame Russian bots. How about that? That seems to work for everybody else. Well, you know, Duke, Duke Russian bots, Duke, uh, Duke alumnus made a tomato. Either way, uh, it is what it is. But uh, let's go ahead and kick the show off here, as we do every week, with our top ten. And the primetime players are sitting this one out. Apparently, they uh, they're they're right because uh, they couldn't get bagels in the, quick, uh, uh, in the green quick, room. Right. Quick uh, announcement, though: um, not suitable for work or children. Just I got a heads up from the. All right. FCC. So make sure you're listening to it at work as loud as you can, especially if you work in a daycare. <laughs> Call in the young ones around the radio. <laughs> Put women and children to bed. It's time for the top ten. The following is a paid advertisement and is in no way endorsed by White Men Can't Jump. Tonight's top ten is brought to you by the official stomach pump of the 2020 NBA All-Star Game. That's right, it's Shinston Stomach Pumps. Remember, you can't spell shit without Shinston. Locally owned and operated <laughs> and rated number one in customer satisfaction by people who survived the procedure. And now, since then, is proud to announce our 2020 official Super Bowl commemorative Blu-ray with special Tom Robinson Funko Pop enema figurine with movable limbs. That's right. You can spend hours posing TR in several of his most memorable positions, like the fan favorite Too Much Coors and I didn't get no whores. And, of course, who could forget? And I ate that cheesesteak I found in my giant coat pocket, and all I got for Christmas was this coat and food poisoning. Hours of family fun in the age-old Delco tradition of debauchery. But that's not all. For a limited time, receive a limited edition Tom Robinson Nightlight. That's right. Nothing will make oh your late-night trips to the bathroom as comfortable as the TR Well-Lit 2000. But don't take our word for it. Here's a quote from West Virginia's own Don Blankenship. Oh, Since no. purchasing the TR Well at 2000, not only was I able to find cocaine Mitch and the China people, but I will never again have to utter the words, oh, I don't like the looks of that road, ever again. So there you have it. So many reasons to choose Shinston stomach pumps. That's one 304-488-2243. That's one 304 gut ache. And of course, our 24-hour hotline for emergency services, one 468 That's one gotta go now. Shinston Stomach Pumps, the official stomach pump of the 2020 presidential election. <laughs> and now we take you to the top ten things... Ed Boggess has done, but never tells anyone about. At number 10, he defeated Bruce Povans in an all-you-can-eat-from-sheets-loser-leaves-town match. At number 9, he won the first NBA dunk competition after dunking while wearing Tom Robinson's coat 
and jumping over his 1973 Ford F-150 in a well-lit Boston garden. At number eight, he managed his daughter to the AEW Women's Championship after hitting Riho over the head with a Super Nintendo cartridge. He was once at number seven. Pardon me. Oh, I got ahead of myself there. At number seven, he was thrown out of a charity basketball game for making fun of LeBron's hairpiece and then dunking on him. At number six, he was once a YouTube <laughs> sensation when he posted a video of Coach Krzyzewski running nude through Cameron, North Carolina, wearing nothing but a Notre Dame sock over his junk. At number five, he got in a Twitter war with Dave Meltzer over a four-star rating of his infamous Bogus Hoff versus Hanson Brody in the Tokyo Dome in 1984 match, after Meltzer says there was not enough jazz hands to rate a five-star. At number four, he sued Taylor Swift for stealing the idea for her hit song, Feeling 22, from his album, Feeling 52. At number three, <laughs> he set the world land speed record when making a sheets run during the Celtics-Lakers 2008 NBA final. At number two, he was once banned from the Wells Fargo Center after showing up Ben Simmons when he ran on the court during a TV timeout hit seven three-pointers in a row while eating a hoagie and dancing to Out of Touch by Holland Oates. And the number one thing that Ed Bogus has done, but never told anyone about, is that he was dropped from the Super Bowl halftime show after his Butch League dancing upstage J-Lo and Shakira. It, that's true. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another successful Top 10 in books, thanks to our good friends at Shinston Stomach Pumps, as we would uh, have it. So, uh, they're always coming up with something over there at the top 10 place. Who would have thought Bogus made a, a broke? Impressive. Uh, I was more surprised about that four-star match with uh, tag team partner Nick Hoff. Uh, you know, it's, it should have been it's five, but you know how else there is. He's very petty today. Not enough jazz hands. Who would have thought? Am I right? Not enough I don't jazz know. hands. That's a, that's uh, a problem. Yeah. But let's move on to the NBA now. But, yeah, let's do that, shall we? Let's move on to the NBA. And we're going to start. It's trade season. And trade deadline is right around the corner. And it's really been back and forth and all over the place. Let's go ahead and start with the only trade that's went down so far during the deadline. This is straight from a trade machine somewhere online. It's one of the like, oh, this will never happen. This, this trade can't happen. But I got this trade happen. <laughs> Give me just a second. Get the names pulled up as um, my aunt's running a little lower than all right. Well, as soon as I find it here. Okay. Four-team trade uh, happened, and this is this is what happened. The Hawks received Clint Capella and Nene. The Rockets received Robert Covington, Jordan Bell, and a second-round pick. The Minnesota Timberwolves received Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, 
Jonko Hernan Gomez, Evan Turner, and a draft pick. I believe they got a Hawks. It's the Nets draft pick from the Hawks, which is lottery protected. And the Nuggets receive Jordan Bell, Shabazz Napier, and a first-round pick. Or, excuse me, Jordan Bell goes to Houston. I'm sorry. Jordan Bell went to Houston. Uh, I believe the Nuggets got Kieda, Kieda Bates-Diop um, in that deal. It was it was a lot. It was a big deal. Let's see here. Nuggets got Gerald Green, Kieda Bates-Diop, Noah Vonley, Shabazz Napier, and a Rockets first-round pick. So, man, we were talking last night when this trade went down. Um, this is a, a weird move. Uh, in my opinion, this was a move from, from the Minnesota standpoint. Didn't make a lot of sense. The Nuggets kind of they shed some salary. They, they get some young guys. They get some more shooters, a backup guard. They lose. You know, they really they they don't lose much in this deal. Malik Beasley's a, a solid player. There's just a lot to unpack here. Tim, what, what's your thoughts on the trade initially, and then we'll we'll go through team by team. Can you say tanking, Nate? I can. I can indeed. Uh, can you say it with a Minnesota accent? No. Oh, Whatever. yeah, tanking. Okay. I wasn't expecting that, Nate. Uh, no. No. <laughs> you'd like that at least uh, uh, but yeah, anyway I just, you know I read a little bit more today initially my reaction was what in the Sam hell is going on um, and then as you said we were yapping and uh, it occurred to us there's got to be something more in the works although that hasn't been uh, seen the light yet and then I was reading today that, that it seemed like it was a lot about setting up money and other things for next year. Yeah, I kind of got that too. Um, I thought we, we had talked about it last night. And at first I kind of thought that, okay, Minnesota's making this move because they want to, they want to go ahead and, um, and make this move to get that pick, which they got from the Nets, which again is lottery protected. So if the Nets somehow miss the playoffs, they've still got this pick. Um, but they probably will make the playoffs. And I assume they were going to package that in a deal to go after D'Angelo Russell. That deal appears to be all but dead. Most people are saying D'Angelo Russell's not getting moved until probably the off season. At least that's the the rumor out there right now. Um, so we'll have to wait and see exactly how much how much that takes off uh, of the deal. But there's a lot there. There is a whole lot of of just movement here. That there's just a well, lot of guys that are, that are on this team. They're going to be on this team and they're off this team. And uh, getting... this guy's going here. This guy's going here. And a lot of things contracts. Getting, things getting weirder too because now I'm reading, well, about a half hour before showtime, that there's a whole bunch of talk, and I think this is nonsense, and yet it seems like an awful lot of people are talking about it. 
that uh, there's a potential that, and I know you're you're going to scream when you hear this if you didn't read it, is that the big rumor is that it's Joel Embiid to Minnesota for Carl Anthony Towns. Why? <laughs> that makes no sense. Um, because someone has come to the conclusion, and, and this we can kind of segue, we can go back to the trade or we can talk more about it. Uh, Philadelphia is in a tailspin. You've got uh, Joel Embiid complaining publicly about how the offense is run and that he don't like that he has to go out to the three-point line for spacing, et cetera. Then you got Ben Simmons saying the team is soft. Uh, this is coming from Ben. This is coming from Ben Simmons. You can't shoot a three. And yeah. something, something has got like that team is there is obviously some internal strife there. And from uh, I don't want to put words in Al Harford's mouth, but when asked about if there was problems in the dressing room, his curt reply as well, that stuff stays in the dressing room. So, of course, the rumors are then, of course, that Embiid is the problem. And because he's a bit of a bit of a prima donna, as we both know, and uh, that the, there's there's something going on there. Now, I think Minnesota would be crazy to make that trade. Uh, Embiid's a good player, but I don't know. Got some baggage. I'm, I'm thinking I, I wouldn't do it. That that doesn't make sense. That that trade, uh, the Wolves. Here's what people forget. This is. I don't know. This is something that a lot of people forget. Folks, if if you haven't noticed, I've brought this up. Carl Anthony Towns is under contract. Not and No options. No opting out. This dude is under contract with the Minnesota Timberwolves until 2024. <laughs> like... He's well, got, after was, this year, he's got four more years on this team. I this is the first year of, the logic, of a five-year deal. I know, but that was part of the logic, is that the, the term is at least close, and the money is, like, they could actually do a one-for-one swap, and nobody would be too too much in a, too much of a different position except different players. Then why do it? <laughs> you've got, in my opinion, well, you've got the better player. Why would Minnesota do that? They, they've got Towns. Well, because shoot. Minnesota is got some dodgy ownership. And well, they're not exactly smart when it comes to trades. I'll and, give them that. And Philadelphia would like to get, I think, or at least as the story goes anyway, is that they'd, they might want to get rid of their dressing room problem. They get, and as you say, they get a better player. Um, or at least I think he's a better player. Uh, I don't know. That's just that is the rumor that's floating out there. So well, again, that's why they call it rumor. Players, um, I just I do not see that. Which of course that means just, it should ha- it should happen by ten o'clock. Just I, I don't see <laughs> it happening. I mean that's just to me that trade makes no sense. Um. I don't know, but let's let's look at the this trade and a salary the way the salaries line up here. Um, the Timberwolves in the off season, Evan Turner, who the rumor is they're going to waive. That's the uh, 
Yeah, he's a buy, uh, the he's guy. A buy, that, he's a buyout candidate from all. Well, point. he's got a. They're going to buy him out. He's an unrestricted free agent after this season. Vanderbilt, Jared Vanderbilt, Nasri, Jalen Noel, all non guaranteed contracts. Uh, Malik Beasley, Hernan Gomez, restricted free agents. If they want, they can choose to let either one of those guys walk. Um, after that, they freed up Co- Covington's gone. So if you count just the next couple of years, they freed up about $25 million there. Um, they've still got Wiggins and Cat, who are both on about $29.5 million. Next year, he's got 17.2 coming or 17.3 coming to him next year. And then he, his contract will be up. They'll be out from under that. Excuse me for a second there. Sorry. Uh, they now have $94.2 million in guaranteed salary for the 2021 season, and they will be $20 million below the $115 million cap. So they're looking to make a splash. Um, whether it be bringing in a free agent in the offseason, whether it be trading and trying to land D'Angelo Russell, they're going to make a move. They're freeing up a lot of cap space. There's a lot of guys. They shipped off a lot of contracts. Covington's gone. That was about 20, 25 million. And that doesn't count what's coming back in, of course. And then um, they, they trade away um, Napier, who's an expiring deal. Vonley was an expiring deal. Bell was an expiring deal. I really hated getting rid of Keita Bates-Diop, but I liked him. But he was a mid-level exemption. Uh, he was signed, and he was due $1.6 million next year. So they they got they cut a lot of I don't want to call it fat but they really got rid of a lot of the fat that was on this team in terms of contracts. Tim, are you still there? Oh well, you you just you went silent on me. I wasn't sure. Yeah, you I, I had. Uh, I'm dealing with a, okay. a sinus infection, so All if right. you hear me go silent, I'm I'm coughing no silently. So, right. but what's your thoughts um, on them shedding all that all that? that well. Cap? Is it my understanding that Minnesota would like to re-sign Beasley and Hernan Gomez because they figure he's a fit? Their fits with Towns and Mr. Wiggins. Is that your? I can see Beasley getting re-signed. Um, The problem would be if he decides to if he decides to explore restricted free agency. If he does, um, let me see what I'll find his current contract. I mean, right now he is getting paid $2.7 million. He'll go into restricted free agency after this year where he will get to explore that market. And if the wolves deem it necessary, if somebody will make him an offer, the wolves will have a chance to either match or to let him walk. I mean, that's, that, that's my take on the Minnesota side, Atlanta. Well, I mean, I guess they get, they needed a center, I suppose, and they get one. Um, but man, you got to kind of feel for Clint Capella a little bit since um, he goes from Houston to Atlanta. Um, I got to wonder, also for Houston, who 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 is going to cover any of the big guys? Play center for Houston. <laughs> who's yeah, going to play who, center? That, that's really who, the question. Well, the talk is is that they're going to they're going to put Russell Westbrook in the in that spot. They are a small ball team, are Houston. Uh, well, Capella, apparently they want to be, right? 
yeah, I mean, they like to run and they like to shoot threes. That's what they like to do. And uh, I guess Capella just doesn't fit into that. Capella's deal this year was worth $16.45 million. Next year, 17.5. Year after that, 18.5. And then after that, 19.5. So the Hawks could hold on to Capella for the next three years after this season. I mean, that, that gives them what? Capella, Trey Young, and I guess – to a um, extent, maybe John Collins. Well, they're waving Chandler. They're waving Chandler Parsons, who was on the last year of his deal. Jeff Teague, his contract is up at the end of this year. He's making nineteen million. Um, Evan Turner, they moved, and the Wolves are going to buy him out. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, um, Trey Young, Cam Reddish, John Collins, Kevin Herter. You're bringing in a guy, and you see Herter's twenty one. Collins is 22. Cam Reddish is 20. Trey Young is 21. Mm -hmm. Hunter is 22. I mean, Capella's only 25, so... Yeah, he's not old, but he's got experience. He's got experience where these young guys don't. I mean, he is uh, short of Chandler Parsons, and I think it's Jeff Teague. They both make more money than him, but I mean, he's going to be the highest-paid player on the team, pretty much. Um, Yeah. He is, and that's just, you know, part of it. And there's a lot of expiring salaries here on Atlanta. Uh, Alex Lynn's got an expiring deal. They weigh Parsons. Teague, expiring deal. Uh, DeAndre Bimbry, expiring deal. Vince Carter, expiring deal. Damian Jones, Travion Graham, all expiring deals. They picked up Nene in this. He's got 2.5 guaranteed this year. Next year, he's only taking up $2.6 million in cap space, so... Not like Nene's going to be taking up a whole lot of room there. No, no. And I mean, in Atlanta can't get any worse. Yeah, and, that, and, and Nene's, mean, and that, Nene's contract's not even fully guaranteed. So, in I mean, them sw- swapping him into that deal to make things fit, Atlanta has landed a, a pretty solid core to build around, at least for the next three years. You're yeah, no, Hunter, no, no. And they're going to have a good yeah. draft pick. Yeah, they didn't even. Say, they're, they're, yeah, they're going to get a, probably a well at the at the worst a top five pick. Well, I th- I don't um, know if their pick was included in that deal this year. That that's the uh, one that I'm not a hundred percent about. I don't know because some of that stuff gets nobody ever. Re- okay, Hawks. Uh, not that According I, to this, the not Rockets that I first. see. No, no, the 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 Hawks will keep their first. The only first that was traded by them was to Minnesota, and it belongs to Brooklyn. So the the Hawks will keep their first round pick this year. The, the, the Timberwolves get a, a first rounder, and Denver gets Houston's first rounder. But so the uh, Hawks made out like bandits here, if you ask me. I mean, really, what did they give up? They gave up. Uh, if you look at Atlanta's roster before the the trade, they gave up Evan Turner. They give up, uh, really, that's about it. I mean, they gave up a couple of picks that they didn't even own before. It's not like they threw, you know, so many players in that needed to go. It was just, they kind of came out like bandits. It's a strange trade. It it really is weird to me. I, I don't know. I I have to just assume that this it's part of a bigger story, but 
well, I guess we'll find that out by tomorrow, whether it is or isn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's what we'll have to do. Um, let's let's take a look at Denver here and their trade here. They move on from a lot of uh, smaller contracts. Uh, Hernan Gomez expiring deal. Malik Beasley expiring deal. Both are restricted free agents at the end of the year. Jared Vanderbilt, uh, not fully guaranteed next year. He moves. Uh, they're bringing back some quality, some quality players, though, um, in my opinion. And if you're hearing me, I'm shuffling back and forth on my computer and my phone, trying to keep up with all the craziness that is uh, is going on. But they're bringing back in Jordan Bell. They're bringing back in. Uh, Gerald Green, Noah Vonleh, Keita Bates-Diop. They get the Rockets first, which will be a late first-round pick, but they'll get theirs as well, I believe, this year, unless they've already traded it. But really, they really gave up. They didn't give up a whole lot. The Wolves pretty much gave up more than anybody, and in my opinion, got the least back in return. I mean, they gave up Vanderbilt. They gave up Hernan Gomez. They gave up Beasley. And that's pretty much it, unless the, unless the second round pick. So the Nuggets, you know, they they shed a few expiring deals. They bring in Gerald Green, who's a good shooter. Bates Diop's a good defender. Shabazz Napier can play a backup point guard role if need be. Uh, they get that Rockets pick. Uh, Von Lee's a decent bench player. So there's a lot that they did, uh, and they've really solidified that bench now. Uh, I said I I I just uh, I mean the biggest trade in what I believe twenty years. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a big deal. I think it's the the biggest deal since uh, the the trade to get. I think was it Shaq to Miami or? I, I think it. I thought I read somewhere that it was uh, one of the parts of that big the last big it was Patrick Ewing to Seattle. Was, that was that trade, but I don't remember that. That I don't know. What well, the, even about the Garnett to Boston trade was pretty big too. Um, the thing about uh, this so we'll trade is there's see. really, I mean, when you really think about it, there's not really, there's no franchise players in this deal. I mean, some solid players. And really, the uh, dead the weight, biggest, to be honest. I just well, I, I, I'm waiting. Hold to... on, we uh, hold on, we've we've got uh, breaking news. All right. Andre Iguodala has been traded from Memphis. He is now to the Miami Heat. Iguodala has agreed to a trade and has agreed to a two-year extension worth $30 million in Miami. So that just happened just a minute ago. Uh, And as soon as we get the full details, we'll let you know. But Iguodala on his way to Miami uh, after Memphis. I'm confused by this trade as well. Okay, why is that? Well, 
He hasn't played for how long? Since the finals last year. All right. And, well, I guess we don't know what I don't know what they gave up. So why why do they immediately like what's his why is his value so high? I guess is what I'm getting at. He's an elite defender. He can score, and he kind of fills in that wing role nicely. Uh, he's got experience, veteran presence, hard worker. So Jimmy Butler won't yell at him. He's not young, uh, so Jimmy Butler won't cry when he's there. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to see his, who else was included his, here. I haven't his, seen. And his injury was what? I don't think he was injured. So why he hasn't just, he been playing? Uh, I believe Memphis made the deal to kind of shed cap, or and they or the Warriors made the deal. Memphis acquired him, and Memphis was just, was just trying to um, shed the cap, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just I, I question the the brain power. I'm not, I'm not I won't speak towards what kind of a player he is or any of that. It just seems odd to me that you would give a guy who hasn't played for that in six months or eight months since June, I guess, um, at 36 years old, turning 37, two-year contract worth $30 million. Uh, I don't know. It's a big contract. Like I'm surprised that 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 they gave Iguodala that contract. That's a big contract. Uh, that now, one kind of caught me off guard. I guess is that Miami's we're going for it. Apparently, that's what's being said. Pat Riley sees an opportunity to make a run with the Heat this year. Lord forbid Jimmy Butler gets anywhere near the title. We'll never hear the end of it. Yeah, really. After hear about all his hard work and ugh. blah blah blah. Yeah, and apparently, I mean, Memphis isn't done deal. yet either. Apparently, Memphis is still uh, they're in talks with trying to get Danilo Gallinari as well. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, they get Iguodala, and they're trying to make a trade to get uh, Gallinari. So we'll see what the plans are from there. Um, now, more to come. As now, soon as we hear the pieces involved. Uh, we will relay that information. Literally, this yeah, literally yeah. just happened while we were on the air. The the bigger thing for, with this for me is now, I mean, wh- whether you like the term and the amount of money and all that is one thing, but that makes Miami better at least this year, probably anyway. Well, and, and that's um, the whole point. I think they're just okay, trying to but make now, the team better now, this year. Now, though, does that does that force the other teams in the East? to have to reload. You know, does Toronto now have um, to look at doing something? Does Boston have to look at doing something? Do, uh, you know, well, normally, you know, once one of the big teams gets a, another piece that kind of, I mean, they at least look at doing something because you almost have to. I mean, it's possible. I'm not sure. Um I'm really trying to to find out. <laughs> like everyone's well, complaining, I, who got traded? That's yeah. Well, I'm reading really... that it's infamous Miami that they, they nothing gets out of there until they're ready to uh, to drop it. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Like like I said, as soon as we find out something. We'll try and let you know. Let's see here. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I saw another rumor. How do you like this for a trade? Does this make any sense to you? 
that Toronto was willing to trade Kyle Lowry to Philadelphia for Joel Embiid. What do you think of that? <laughs> it's a... Somebody really wants Philadelphia to get rid of Joel Embiid. That's all I can say because his name There's, is popping I mean, up. Again, in, these in, are, of course, uh, okay. Now, don't know. Don't know if this is true. Again, uh, well, this guy has no source, so I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna read that out because that source makes no sense. Uh, so are, we're still. I, just, I hate I to kind saw, of stall here, but I'm kind of. Yeah, I just uh, I just saw a tweet that said the 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 details of the Iguodala trade are coming out slower than the Iowa caucus. <laughs> they really are. They really are. And it's kind of sad. Oh, man. Okay. I'll tell you what. While we're kind of waiting to see what happens here, we're going to regroup. Let's go ahead and get to another timeout here. Let's hear from our good friends at Strip Cam Fun. Are you tired of the same old average everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to StripCamFun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at StripCamFun.com where you can strip on cam and have some fun. If you get there right now, you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. And you can take advantage of the good times being had on StripCamFun.com. Make sure you get there right now and let them know that Wide Men Can't Jump brought you over. Because StripCamFun.com is not just for everyone. Must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times. Strip Cam Fun. Be sure to visit right now. It's StripCamFun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. All right. Well, according to the source uh, coming out now, the Miami Iguodala deal, uh, there is a team option on the second season for Iguodala. So, Miami signed him to a two-year, $30 million deal, but they do have a team option on that second year. So if it doesn't work out, they are free to cut him at the end of the next year. So there you go. All right. So, well, okay, so they, they at least they protected themselves a little bit. Okay, that that makes some sense. That that helps me with that. Uh, yeah, that, that makes the trade a little bit more, um, you know, makes it a little bit more palatable. Yeah, which also tells me there might not be quite as much going back as we first thought either, because that's really a one year. That's all. That's pretty close to a rental, basically. Well, according to this, um, apparently Memphis may not be done. Uh, Jay Crowder and Solomon Hill are scratches in their game tonight, so those two may not be playing uh, this evening as the trade deadline approaches. A lot of teams do that. Uh, guys that could potentially be traded are uh, they don't play, so that's that's something that they they do. Well, it's Very. a contract. It's a contract world, right? It's a cap world and a contract world. You can only have so many bodies, and sometimes when they make these deals, it's they got to throw people in to make the money end of it make sense. Um. So then guys just really never. It's just a paper move, really. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember also <clears throat> talking about not having anybody. <laughs> the Wolves, I think, suited up maybe like eight guys tonight because like, they traded the whole damn team. And everybody's yeah. like, uh. And they'll, they'll, that, that means they'll probably win tonight. It, it's uh, they're down they're they're down early so they're down All right, right we've now. We got uh, I got we got Keith Smith, who is a Yahoo Sports guy for what that's worth. Um, okay. He's report he's reporting that there is a chance that the Miami Memphis deal ends up being a three team deal. Ah. Um. That uh, and that that third team is Oklahoma. Uh, Heat are trying to find a way to add Danilo Gallinari, and Memphis could reroute some expiring contracts to OKC. So that throws another, which is maybe why the details aren't all coming out yet, because there's more to go. Okay, that that could be what it is, um, definitely. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, it's 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 all over the place. I mean, there's just so much going on. All right. Let's back up just a little bit before this Iguodala deal went down. We had one more team to look at, and that was the Houston Rockets. Uh, they move on from Capel and Nene, and they bring in Robert Covington, who's got a couple years left uh, after this season. I believe he's got Ooh, two. Uh, yes, two, and they're both $12 million deals. We'll call one $12 million, one $13 million. And he immediately becomes their best defensive player. Absolutely. I mean, P.J. Tucker and Robert Covington defensively together, that's a very, very good pairing um, on a defensive uh, defensive side of the ball. Covington can shoot. He's a much better shooter than, than Tucker, and he him stepping into that role is a big deal. So him going there, got to like that if you're a Rockets fan. That's a big move. Losing Capella, though, you really do lose your 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 true big man, your only pure center you have left. Well, I mean you've got to yeah, I mean you've got to think that uh, the Lakers and the Clippers, in particular, are hearing that and going, well, <laughs> doesn't that make life a little simpler playing Houston? Maybe. Now you don't know. Well, um, from the from the big man perspective, you, you the big man perspective, take, yes. You can now take the ball to the inside against Houston without too much fear. Yeah. Well, they've got uh, they did get Jordan Bell in the trade. Bell is uh, he's a fairly decent player. Not a lot of money owed to him. Uh, he's making one point six million this year. He's only twenty five. But the other center they have is Tyson Chandler, who's thirty seven years old. <laughs> so it's like. Uh, not a lot of big yeah. men. So I mean, I mean, I read the article. Of the, uh, I can't remember who their coach is. Antonio, that their coach. Uh, uh, Mike Tony. Dan Tony, right? And he is quite clear that the, we we don't we don't care. We're just gonna we're gonna rain down basketballs from the sky and. We don't care if we give up a bit on defense because we're going to score. We're just going to outscore everybody, basically. And I don't think that's a recipe for winning in the long run. It's interesting the way they've lined up to do it, but we'll have to wait and see because uh, I don't know. It's just 
again, it, it's kind of. Well, play. I mean, don't they find that out every year though that they can score 125 during the regular season with quite a bit of regularity, but when you get into the playoffs in a seven-game series, things change, and um, they certainly. Yeah, but now here here's where the interest lies for me. They've got two bona fide superstars, Harden Westbrook. Correct. They've got a serviceable shooter in Eric Gordon. They have two fantastic defenders in Tucker and Covington. Now, that and then Cephalosha is on their bench, but Daniel House is a, is a decent player. They're not deep on the bench. Ben McElmore, Austin Rivers, they can come in, but they're not a deep team when it comes to stepping and putting a lot of guys on the court. They're going to be very, very interesting to watch because they are going to run, they are going to gun, they're going to shoot, fire threes. They've got two elite defenders who can both play defense very, very well, but they're not going to be a deep team. They're going to, have to play probably about seven, seven to eight guys, and that's really all they can play, in my opinion. I would tend to agree with that. I'm just I'm reading something here. Hold on, Nate. Um... Where is OKC on this list? There's rumor here that Gallinari, um, yeah, that he's been plucked out of the game, uh, which he may have just tend, gotten traded. Which tend to, which may tend to indicate that if he hasn't been traded, that there's a distinct possibility that he's going to be. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's a. Uh, I mean, it could happen. I mean, it is very likely. Uh, the Heat are after him. Apparently, that's what they're saying. Apparently, the rumors are the Heat are really going after uh, Gallinari. In fact, um, I'm just trying to. I'm trying to get the. Uh, trying to find the box score here. Okay. Why? Why can I? Not, why can I not? I don't quite I don't understand. Know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> understand uh, why that that tweet can't be right. Who does he play for? Gallinari, the yes. Thunder. Okay. Well. Oh, there they are. Okay, I couldn't find them. Um, all right, because they were playing. <laughs> it was because they. It was because they were playing Cleveland, and I immediately just paid no attention to Cavalier games. Um, yeah, they're they're four minutes into the second quarter, and he played the first eight minutes of the game and hasn't returned. So something's up there, because normally he would be he'd be playing. So yeah, normally he would. Apparently, he uh, was supposedly listed as a starter. Tonight, um, he, yeah, he did an start, hour ago. So, yeah, he did start play, but he only played eight minutes. And um, hmm. uh, yeah, apparently Pat Riley. The reports are Pat Riley says he's going for it. So we'll see. And uh, Mr. Wojcicki is now reporting that there are more Memphis players involved. Well, I'd like to, I mean, I'd like to, I'd actually like to see who the hell's involved, you know? <laughs> well, it'd be helpful. I mean, uh, it usually is. I mean, it's, it's pretty hard to judge anything when you don't know 
you know, initially you go, okay, well that helps the, for the Miami. And then you, then you find out, Oh, well, we gave up, <laughs> we gave up whatever we gave up. And yeah, it's just a lot. There's just a lot of moving parts going on right now. So we're, uh, I'm interested to see what, what actually comes out of this. Um, I'll tell you what, here's what we'll do Tim. We will step aside, take one more commercial. Then when we come back, we'll go to my conversation with Duncan Smith from Forbes and B-Ball Writers. He and I talked a lot about potential trades. Now, we recorded this on Monday, so some of the information may be a little behind. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on um, when we get back. We need to talk, and hopefully within the next 30 minutes or so, we will find out, um, and we'll find out what's going on who was involved in this Memphis deal, and let's let's see what happens there. And then we'll talk a little bit about the All-Star uh, week coming up. So we'll, we'll preview that a little bit, and uh, we'll do that here. Does that sound good to you, Tim? I would say roll the tape, but it's not applicable. Well, it is not, because we got to talk about Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, who have been killing it lately. All kinds of new action figures. They even had some Star Wars prints up. Some nice Star Wars stuff in the movies. They they had some uh, Rambo action figures. I don't know if you saw those. Those were pretty cool. Uh, A lot I, of the wrestling I, figures. I did. I saw some good stuff over there, as usual. Yeah, and can't beat prices. Go check them out. Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC on Facebook. Check them out. Let's hear some more from them. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game systems, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Uh, before we go to the interview, this piece just broke. Justice Winslow is headed to Memphis as a part of the Iguodala trade. That's what we got right now. Um, as of right now, Justice Winslow is included. So that is a good piece for Memphis to land. I'll tell you what, folks. Memphis is building something. Um, that is a solid defensive piece that they've been missing. Memphis is going to be scary. Um, I like what they're doing right now. What do you think, Tim? We we find out Justice Winslow, former well, Dookie, he's on the oh, way. Um, then that trade is look pointless. <laughs> <laughs> that that just broke as the commercial was finishing up, so I wanted to get there. But let's go ahead to my conversation with Duncan Smith, and we'll catch you on the other side. Hopefully, we'll have a little bit more information for you. Back 
Shotgun Wide Men Can't Jump is a Detroit Pistons writer for Forbes and an NBA uh, columnist for B-Ball Writers and site expert at Hoops Have It. Basically, one of the most busy men in all of basketball. Duncan Smith. Duncan, thanks for coming back on the show. Hey, it's great to be here. That's quite the introduction. Thank you. Well, I do what I can after I screwed it up the first time, but you all didn't hear that because I do editing. But anyway, <laughs> let's... A real pro's pro. <laughs> yeah, those are... Hey, I, I don't care. I mess up all the time. It happens. Yeah, uh, we all. <laughs> let's, let's dive in here into a little bit. Let's talk about uh, what's going on. This week is uh, the big trade deadline week. A lot of people, a lot of rumors going around about who's getting moved, who's going where. Um, a lot of names are getting thrown out there, but I've been seeing high asking prices for a lot of players. If you had to be a betting man right now, and of course this is all speculation, and we're recording this late Monday night, so you're going to be hearing this Wednesday. Some of these moves may have happened or may not have happened. Who would you think would be on the move? Who do you see getting traded by the trade deadline this Thursday? At least from the buzz that we got this afternoon and uh, I guess last night uh, during the Super Bowl, <laughs> um, it seems like Clint Capella is uh, very likely to be on the move. Um, you know, you never really know what Daryl Morey is cooking up, but at the same time, like if there is a move to be made, that generally tends to be uh, sort of uh, the way he, he defaults. So, um, you know, maybe it's not Capella. It seems as though they are like overly eager to to move him, which is kind of strange considering it doesn't look like there's uh, really an heir apparent uh, that can replace his production. Uh, but it, it really does appear uh, that uh, the, the Rockets are bound and determined to try and move him out. Yeah, they really seem like it just kind of came out of nowhere. It's like here they signed Capella a couple of years ago, and, and here's a guy who – played well for them, but uh, just has really been maybe not the most solid player for them recently. They're sitting fifth right now in the West. Uh, you look at Capella, he's averaging 13.5, or excuse me, 13.9 points per game to go with 13.8 rebounds per game. I mean, pretty good numbers, but it seems like they're ready to just go ahead and, and uh, ship him off. So, yeah. uh, And as you said, no air apparent, but who's the biggest uh, biters that you've seen for Capella, who's really saying we want Capella, we'll take him. Well, I don't think we've actually seen anybody say that. It just seems as though the Rockets are shopping him. You know, I, I think that uh, I guess that the Hawks were perhaps interested. Um, I also saw the Celtics, but like these are probably coming from the Rockets. Uh, it, it doesn't seem as though any teams are. Uh, at least, you know, via the media through Woj or uh, or Shams or the usual channels, doesn't see that any teams are really, uh, really just like breaking down the doors, trying to throw assets at the Rockets at this point. So uh, it's leverage season right now. You know, like the for the last few days before that deadline, uh, everybody's kind of positioning and and using leverage through the media, trying to set themselves up for the best return they can get. And it's really hard to know exactly what to expect of the Rockets because uh, Daryl Morey is pretty good at uh, throwing up a smokescreen of just, you know, widespread uh, rumors. It's hard to know exactly what to take seriously. You know, it's, it's hard to know exactly what. And it, it usually ends up being the deal you never expect anyway. Um, so, you know, we all, I, I think probably by the time this comes out on Wednesday, we're probably going to have seen a few deals that we never would have seen coming. Um, you know, they were never in the press until like right before 
the deal was finalized, like look back at uh, Blake Griffin to the Pistons, um, you know, there was nothing until about half an hour before the trade was announced as final. Um, and it, it just like steamrolled out of nowhere. So that's, that's usually how the best deals happen. You know, they just are complete blindsides for everybody. Yeah, and you know, you bring up the Pistons. We just talked to Rod Beard last week about the Detroit Pistons, and we're going a little Pistons heavy here. But hey, why not? You know, they they deserve it. <laughs> why not? Andre Dr- <laughs> Andre Drummond. Uh, he's another guy who it's been, you know, not just getting close to the trade deadline. There's been rumors that he's been getting shipped now for a while. Uh, you're kind of a Detroit insider. You've got some insight on this. Anybody biting on Andre Drummond? And if they are, what's the Pistons' asking price? They would love to get at least a first-round pick, if not a first-round pick, and a young player. Uh, it sounds as though that is way more than anybody is going to pay. Uh, it sounds like expiring salary is about the most that is on the table. Um, again, you know, this is this is leverage season, and as we near the actual deadline itself, uh, some team might get desperate and decide they've just got to get Andre Drummond for the stretch run. Um, but, you know, there's also an argument to be made that if he was to opt into his his uh, $28.75 million for next season, uh, it might actually be easier to move, um, you know, in the summer or towards next year's deadline simply because you know for sure that he's a free agent at the end of the year. There's a lot of unknowns with him right now. Like, is he going to opt in? Is he going to opt out? Do you want him to opt in or out? You know, it, it's just it's very complex, and removing those variables might make it more easy. Uh, it might make it an easier situation uh, to move him next year. Um, but it, at least at this point, if reports are to, believe, to be believed, um, the Pistons haven't been offered a first-round pick, period, for Drummond. And uh, it certainly seems as though the return will be less than they're hoping for. Well, um, another couple of players that maybe the return isn't going to be what the team is wanting. I'm going to go over to my Minnesota Timberwolves, who are just um, – and, and, guys, I know you're playing Sacramento right now, but as I'm speaking, you are utterly dreadful this season. Bless your hearts if you hear me. Um, I'm still a fan. I'm still with you. But I'm going to point it out how bad you're playing here recently. All right, let's move on from that. Robert Covington, the Wolves have come out in the media – that they want two first-round picks for Robert Covington. Now, I'm going to say this with all due respect and love. This is love coming from me. What kind of crack, Duncan, do you think they're smoking? Because I don't see Robert Covington two first-round draft picks uh, from anybody, anywhere, at any time. The, the thing is, I I don't know enough about crack to be able to really answer that question accurately. Um <laughs> But it seems like it seems like <laughs> That's whatever the best kind I've of ever crack, heard, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it seems like whatever kind of crack it is, it's a lot of it. Um, yeah, two first round picks seems ludicrous. <laughs> like when I saw that 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 was reported, I was like, oh, somebody somebody's having a, a good laugh. And then I just kept reading it, and I'm like, no, they're they're serious. I mean, I love Rocco. I think Rocco's a great player, but uh, two first-round draft picks, um, nah, nah, bye, Felicia. That's not going to happen. Um, yeah, not even in this draft. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Um, but the Wolves are also engaged in uh, a guy who has a really high price tag as well, and that's D'Angelo Russell. Uh, there's been reports of them, the Knicks, 
even some some murmurings of the uh, the Phoenix Suns. D'Angelo Russell, do you see him getting moved by the trade deadline? Is there a possibility it happens? Is the asking price too high? The Warriors really hold the advantage here because they don't have to move him. What do you think? Right, yeah. D'Angelo Russell is an interesting case because it really comes down to how much uh, a acquiring team values him. You know, like the the Timberwolves seem to really, really want him, perhaps to their own detriment. Um, you know, he's obviously he's a, a a young player with a lot of potential, um, but you know, valuing him highly is kind of difficult at his uh, his current price point you know um so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that teams would really want to uh to throw a lot of assets and uh and value back at the warriors in exchange for for d'angelo russell um you know i don't want i don't say this to to suggest that i don't think he's good i think he's actually been really good for the the warriors he had some real flashes last year um you know and young point guards it tends to take them a while. So I think that his trajectory is probably just fine. He'll be really good. Um, but yeah, at this point, especially considering uh, salary concerns potentially, um, yeah, I, I just don't know that I would want to be the team that, that uh, gives up a whole lot to get him. Yeah, because the asking price is way up there. And uh, the Knicks, uh, the rumor was the Knicks were willing to, to make an offer, but – would not include Mitchell Robinson or R.J. Barrett, and I think the Warriors were kind of steadfast that they would need one of those guys. And Personally, I don't see Russell getting moved. And If he does get moved, it'll be in the summer. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see how that goes. One more name trade, de- trade deadline talk here that we'll, I'll bring up, and then we'll switch gears, talk maybe a little all-star game. Um, Drew Holiday. That's been a name that's been bantied about for a while here. The Pelicans are – are way better than a lot of people thought they would be at this point in the season. Zion Williamson is is as good as advertised. Um, and Brandon Ingram just needed to get away from that L.A. circus. Drew Holiday, is uh, the Heat are reportedly interested? Anything else you're hearing from out? Maybe uh, some sources, we unnamed sources, maybe the, the crack suppliers for the Wolves are talking. <laughs> well, I have no Drew sources, uh, nor any crack uh, on that topic. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think I think David Griffin wants to keep him around. You know, like obviously, you know, anybody can be traded. There's a price for anybody. Um, but the Pelicans have been really coming on, and uh, it's nice to have a guard who who can play with Zion. Um, you know, maybe the fit isn't perfect. Uh, you, you'd probably prefer Drew be a better shooter, uh, but at the same time. I think that the Pelicans would really like to get into the playoffs and it's going to be harder no matter their turn, basically, regardless of what they get back. Um, It's going to be a lot harder to make the playoffs. Um, It just seems like that eight seed is up for grabs. You know, no team really seems to be making a move to get it in the West. It it almost feels like an Eastern conference eight seed chase right now. Um, You know, like a losing record would probably get you in. So, I would be kind of surprised uh, if if uh, Drew got moved, unless you know they got a king's ransom in return. In which case, you know anybody could be could be had. But that, I think that's what it would take. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, we're we're gonna shift gears here. Uh, before we talk All Star, 
Man, we got to touch on this. The the Memphis Grizzlies are making some headlines here, and you you put out here how much you love them. And Dylan Brooks was basically saying uh, he can't wait till they trade Andre Iguodala and show him what Memphis is all about. John Moran is echoing it. These guys are stepping up, and they're letting their frustrations be heard. They believe they are that good, and you know what? They've been on a roll. They've been playing great ball. John Morant is probably the rookie of the year right now. Um, Jaron Jackson is legit. Memphis Grizzlies, there's a lot to love. What are you thinking about what's going on in Memphis? Man, they're fun. Aren't they? they just grit and grinded my pistons to death for two and a half hours tonight. Um, and, you know, they have the, the building blocks and the potential to be something really good, and they know it. Um, you know, John Morant knows he's a superstar in the making. Uh, these kids know that they're part of a core of a team that uh, has every right to be considered in uh, in the playoff chase right now. And in future seasons, uh, with some maturity and a couple more pieces, um, you know, maybe a return for uh, for Andre Iguodala perhaps down the road. Um, you know, they've they've got a lot of bravado, and I think that unlike some teams that. Uh, some teams that that peak young, you know, I think that uh, they are handling their success really well, and uh, they've been incredibly fun. Yeah, they really are. I, I've enjoyed watching them, and they do a lot of great stuff. They really do. It's uh, it's interesting to see um, a young team like that have such, and I hate using this word, but I'm going to use it, swagger. They've really got a swagger about them. They're kind of a take-no-prisoners kind of team. We do what we do, and they're really showing up here as of late, at least I think. Um, yeah, yeah but, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do for the rest of the year. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and shift gears here. It's all-star time. We're getting close to the all-star game. Um, Eastern Conference uh, starters, for those who haven't heard, Giannis, who's the cap- team captain, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kimball Walker, and Trey Young. Uh, the West starters, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, James Harden, LeBron James is the captain, and Kawhi Leonard. Um, I can't argue any of those. What about you, Duncan? Can you argue the starters? Because I, I see those, and I'm like, okay, makes sense. Yeah, I have no real qualms with the starters. I think that – I think if Jimmy Butler had been reclassified as a guard, um, then uh, we may have a sort of a, a different starting lineup. I believe, actually, he was – either the first or second leading vote getter. If he was classified as a guard, he just got, I think he was right behind or right ahead of uh, Trey young for, uh, for the guard count. And he played enough minutes that really could have been considered guard minutes since so much of the offense for the heat runs through him. But, you know, aside from that, like that's a fairly small quibble. Um, I, I don't really have any complaints for the starters. Well, Jimmy Butler's an asshole and he gets what he deserves. Uh, he might not even fan. the game. Who knows? Yeah, he, yeah he'll, probably, he'll probably he'll probably go to the game and bitch because nobody's playing defense. Uh, no. that's, <laughs> that's not his scene. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm just going to go over here and play dominoes with these two old guys in Miami. All right, anyway, <laughs> here's the <laughs> speed chat. The all-star <laughs> man. I really hate Jimmy Butler. I don't know if anybody's picked <laughs> up on that, but I really hate Jimmy Butler. <laughs> As a little fan, right you blame now, yeah. me. I mean, can you blame me, really? Oh, no, I wish we had Zach Levine and Lori marketing back. Oh, my God. That would have been great. <laughs> if only. Star reserves. Yeah, if only. 
Uh, in the East, Jimmy Butler, as we mentioned, Ben Simmons, who, man, I just I don't know if I agree with Ben Simmons making the All Star team, but we'll get to that in a minute. Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Demontis Sabonis, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo, West All Star Reserve, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Nikola Jokic, Chris Paul, Brandon Ingram. All right. Who got snubbed, in your opinion? Who deserves to be in the game? Who deserves to not be in this game? Um, there's one glaring name mentioned, not mentioned. Uh, I'll go ahead and leave it for you, though. Who who got snubbed? Yeah, we're probably on the same page, I would imagine. Uh, in in both conferences, I think there's one one clear snub. Uh, I think Bradley Beal in the East. Uh, yeah. I think he, he was put up, like, the highest scoring numbers of anybody to miss an All-Star game. Um I need to double check that as facts, but I believe that is the case at this point. Uh, and then Devin Booker in the West, you know, I think it's, I think his time is now. Um, yeah. And he's, he's definitely deserving. Yeah. The Devin Booker one was the one that really sticks out. Um, that one was just like, all right, I agree. Brandon Ingram needs to be on this all-star team. I do. Brandon Ingram has earned it. I don't think Chris Paul should be there. Um, if you had to remove either Chris Paul or Rudy Gobert, and, and don't get me wrong, I think Gobert deserves it. Chris Paul can go, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I think that Devin Booker needed to be on there. There's a lot of these guys that Devin Booker should be on here over. I mean, he could be on here over Donovan Mitchell. He could be on here over Gobert, over Chris Paul. Uh, he really got the snub. Um, he could be there over the, Russell, over Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he really could, honestly. I mean, even Damian Lillard. Like he was, he was so much of a no-brainer that it just made no sense. And everyone I've seen saying, "Yeah, that dude just got snubbed just because he plays yeah. on a team that's not, you know, big time." I mean, Carl Anthony Towns didn't make it, but I can understand why he didn't. I mean, you got him or Gobert. I see why they went with Gobert. Gobert didn't make it a couple of years ago as a big snub. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I think I think Booker should have should have made it. Um, who are you taking off the team in the East, though, to bring Bradley Bill on? If it's me, I'm taking Simmons out. I, I really am. I don't think Ben Simmons has showed me that he deserves to be an all-star this year. Well, that's not the only adjustment I would make. I would take I would take Simmons off as well in order to get Bradley Beal on this team, but I would also swap young Celtics, and Jalen Brown would be an all-star and Jason Tatum wouldn't. I can see that. I mean, definitely can see that. Um Jalen Brown has had a great year this year, um, and, and he's really coming into his own, really finding finding his way because he struggled last year. Like he could easily win some awards this year for like maybe uh, maybe not comeback player of the year, but you know just most improved player. Well, obviously Brandon Ingram's probably going to win that, but you know he's played really well. I mean, but other than that, are you seeing any more glaring holes? Maybe this All Star All Star team that I'm missing because those were the two that really stuck out to me. I I think that my my three concerns um, are really my only serious issues. Um, I've seen some complaint about uh, Demontis Sabonis making the All Star team, but his numbers are fairly close to Bam Adebayo's. Um, and I mean, nobody's complaining about Bam making the all-star team. So uh, I, I think that maybe we have maybe some market bias uh, in that case. And I also think that Demonis Sabonis just kind of flies under the radar um, in ways that Bam doesn't so much. So, um, but, you know, I also don't think that 
that uh, Sabonis shouldn't be on the team. You know, if Bam's on it, Sabonis should be. So, um, yeah, I have no other real significant qualms with uh, with how the All Star teams broke down. Yeah. Um, well, let's look at some of the other the other games going on. The Rising Stars uh, Challenge. USA versus the world. Um, a lot of young guys here. I, I won't run through them with you, but um, there was some talk about Jackson Hayes was really upset that he wasn't picked for the Rising Stars game. Um, do you feel that that was maybe a little warranted? That maybe he should have got in over a guy like a Mo Wagner or a uh, you know maybe a young guy, the uh, Rohachimura. He's been injured. Maybe over his even his own teammate, the Kel Alexander Walker. What do you think on that? Oh, maybe. I mean, the there's not usually that much separation between um, you know your your really good rookies and second year players because it, it's some it, for most players it takes at least a couple of years to be like a real positive contributor. You know, like it you're kind of just picking names to some degree, especially when you've when you've got a qualify us versus the world it's it's just sort of a strange dynamic yeah so, i agree um you know I, I feel like devin booker and bradley beal are right to be aggrieved at missing the all-star game but uh i kind of just got a kick out of the, the comedy from uh yeah from Jackson he, Hayes. He, um, man, he was yeah, bad he was like, like, man you're only averaging eight yeah. and six come on <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, I I understand you wanted to go. Like, you can just go to Chicago that weekend. It'll be fun. You can hang out with your friends. It's cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know that he had a real case to be furious like he was. I don't know. Maybe, but I, at least he's passionate. I'll give him that. He's a passionate. He player. cares. He cares. That matters. He yeah. Does. And and <laughs> to cares. me, that's a big deal. Um, for sure. The skills competition. The only guy announced for that is uh, your boy Derek Rose. Uh, he's going to be in the skills competition. Uh, so right now he's the front runner because he's the only one announced that I've seen uh, so far. I haven't even looked at that yet. Yeah, it's um, you know, assuming he's healthy. He's missed the last two games. Um, you know, it's always nice when your probably your premier trade ship uh, is is out with an injury um, after playing a uh, fairly healthy season. And I think we all knew that he was on borrowed time, so to speak. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a good time to to get hurt for sure going into the trade deadline. <laughs> Absolutely right. Is it dripping um, with over here? Oh, I I can I'm it's hitting me in the face. I can feel it. Uh, <laughs> Duncan Robinson, Luka Doncic. Uh, these are these are rumored entrants to the three point shootout. Um, Buddy Heald. Zach Levine. Actually, Levine did confirm, I believe. So I believe he will be in it. Um, Interesting there. And then the slam dunk contest. Dwight Howard is officially in. Derek Jones has accepted the invite. Aaron Gordon has committed to it, and he's healthy. So that's going to be fun to watch. Pat Connington will be in it. And then here's some – Ja Moran actually turned it down. And then, according to what I'm reading here, Zach Levine is mulling decision. But with him entering the three-point shootout, I don't see him being in the dunk contest. I really don't see what he has left to prove in, in the dunk contest. Do you? No, I mean, it would be fun for the fans and the viewers. But uh, as far as as far as far having a, a point to prove, no. Uh, I mean, it, it could be one of the best slam dunk competitions ever with 
with him and Aaron Gordon and uh, Derek Jones Jr. Um, but, you know, if, if he doesn't want to do it, I get it. Not excited about uh, Dwight Howard, Superman, back in the dunk contest? I mean, that was a long time ago. Superman is faded. <laughs> <laughs> Superman is turning into Mermaid Man. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, but, I'm thrilled he's having a great season, but I don't know that he's going to be uh, – he's, he's going to have a, an outstanding dunk competition. <laughs> I, you know, I, this is going to be an unpopular opinion to a lot of my listeners and, and here on the show. I don't think he really deserved to win the dunk contest that he won. <laughs> no, I mean, never thought that. Maybe. It, you uh, know, I, I probably have to rewatch it. I, it's not like firmly in my memory like some of these are dunk, uh, dunk contests. But then, you know, like maybe that's a sign. <laughs> maybe that's a sign that it, uh, well, it was I not remember, an inspiring case, I, at least. What I remember was the the dunk contest was him and I believe it was either Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka had a really good dunk. Uh, I think he did, I don't remember if it was him or JaVale McGee that did the two rim dunk uh, and then the three ball dunk. Uh, I believe that was JaVale McGee. I thought JaVale McGee should have won that dunk contest because he was doing some impressive stuff. Um, I don't know. And, And I always thought Blake Griffin's dunk over the car was very, very less than impressive. Um, I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm just I'm old school. I guess I'm a Vince Carter, you know, from 2000. And then I thought oh, yeah. Aaron Gordon. Oh, yeah. I thought Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine did maybe the the best dunk contest we'll ever see. So yeah, I don't who think knows? Top that. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was an incredible dunk contest. It could have easily went uh, either way. So we'll have to wait yeah. and see. But uh, let me go ahead and just we'll we'll wrap it up here in just a second. Do you have that you're kind of keeping close to the vest as we get closer here to the end of the end of the uh the first well we're past the first half of the season but post all-star break uh any predictions you want to throw out there maybe a sleeper pick to sneak into the playoffs that people aren't looking at or any kind of hot take that you're willing to, to throw out there or anything you want to just weigh in on before we uh, adjourn here tonight oh man let me think um Here's one. I think the Sixers are going to end up with the sixth seed. I think mm. that the teams have, have kind of exposed them, and I think that the sort of upper middle portion of the Eastern Conference uh, playoff pack is just too strong, and the Sixers are not they're not trustworthy. You know, um, they have too many flaws, and you've got teams like the Toronto Raptors who I. I thought they were going to be pretty good, but you know nobody expected them to have, I think, the same record or a slightly better record than they had this time last year. Um, you know, there is just no room for the Sixers to mess around, and they have been messing around too much. And I think they're getting exposed. Yeah, their lack of bench depth hurts. Uh, they really have nobody on the bench, and I haven't heard many rumors on them trying to move and get a bench player here towards the trade deadline. So. I'm kind of sitting here waiting on them. They haven't moved, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and on here, um, we're not Ben Simmons fans. We think Ben Simmons may be the most overrated <laughs> player in the league. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm vocal about it. I mean, Zion Williamson in one game made more three-pointers than Ben Simmons has made in his career he as did. a guard. Incredible. I mean, Incredible. It's, it's just it's, – it's kind of sad in a way. But, I mean – they really, 
they have a great starting five, but after that, they're so weak in the bench. And then the Pacers get Old Depot back, who looks fantastic, um, and just jumps right in there. And Sabonis has got more confidence now, and and the Pacers are going to be clicking. And then, of course, Siakam's turning into the player he's turning into. The Celtics are starting to pick up steam now. So, I don't know. I mean, that's that's a take that a lot of people wouldn't agree with, and I may go with you on that. You may be right. I had the Sixers finishing second at the beginning of the year, but you may you may have a point. Sixth seed, and they would be in dire straits as a sixth seed in the Eastern Conference because they'd have to go on the road and face a really tough team. So, not a bad choice by you as far as I'm concerned. Cool. Well, Duncan, I appreciate you jumping on here, especially as late as it is. Uh, and talking with me, and I uh, really do appreciate your time and, and getting with us. And uh, let our listeners know where they can keep up with you and follow you because uh, there's plenty of places to do it, and you're always very active on Twitter. So let our listeners know where they can uh, keep up with you. Yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Duncan Smith NBA. Um, make sure to make hoop, Hoops Habit your, uh, your top spot for your basketball content, and also check out my stuff on Forbes if you're interested in the uh, always fascinating Detroit Pistons. Uh, that's that's about all I got going on. <laughs> well, that's plenty to keep a man busy, but I appreciate you getting on again, man, and we hope to have you back real soon. Maybe as we get closer to the playoffs and we'll talk some more. You bet. Let me know. Awesome. Thanks. Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meats that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality products out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. Thanks to all of our great sponsors. Stay Classy Meats, Wolves is a Stephen P. New, Tommy Comics Collectibles LLC, and Strip Cam Fun. They're all great. Go support them because they support us, and without them, we probably wouldn't be able to bring you this podcast. Hey, They're great people. We love them. You know, every time I hear the Stay Classy Meats ad, I I think I'm hearing Ram Jam. <laughs> oh, black betty, man, man. And I, and, I, yeah, and, I, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, stay, stay classy meats, bam, a lamb. Stay classy meats, bam, a lamb. Stay classy meats, sells ham. Well, ain't that grand, bam, a lamb. Oh, stay classy meats, leg a lamb. Oh. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's what I hear. In the, I don't know. I get. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm stay weird. classy meats, leg a lamb. Oh, stay classy meats, leg a lamb. Oh. Ain't there bacon gram? It really is. Ham, bam, lamb. <laughs> yeah, Call the burger and leg of lamb. Oh. 
<laughs> ladies and gentlemen, oh, what yeah. you what you just Welcome heard? Welcome to the Grammys, was, ladies and gentlemen. Well, what you just heard was a sneak peek of a conversation Tim and I have every night, every night, <laughs> every <laughs> single night. A small look behind the curtain into the world of insanity that is my life. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, before we move on, I want to be, give a big shout out to a new listener, Lincoln Mosley from Owensboro, Kentucky, who I uh, ran into over the weekend. And uh, he's a professional wrestler, uh, one half of the tag team Envy Us. Oh, I thought what? that was a bit. Because I thought it was a bit for a moment. And then I, I no. realized who you were talking about. <laughs> no, he, and he uh, subscribed to the podcast. He subscribed to the podcast, rated us five stars, and uh, shared us on Twitter. So, well, no, I'm not talking about Casey King and the Boogeyman, which was entertaining. But yes, thanks, Lincoln Mosley, for for sharing the show and and showing us some love. Indeed. He's a good man. Um, I smell a, I smell a Patreon episode, Nate. <laughs> well, we'll see what we can do. We, we we do apologize for the lack of Patreon episodes lately, but. Pharmacy school started back, and I swear it's been it's been tough. So, I promise yeah. we're gonna get our sit down with Stephen P. New. We got part two with Bobby Blaze. We'll be coming up soon. There's my plenty to come on Patreon. Has, so. My semi retirement has been very hard on the Patreon schedule. Yes. Um, also, I do want to give a big shout out to Tex. We talk about Tex. Seems like every week now, Tex apparently has uh, a form of leukemia. I have uh, a that, quick, yeah, I got a quick story about Tex. Go ahead. Just let me, I got to pull this up quick, but. Uh, go ahead, go I ahead. Talk, you, uh, you do uh, your yeah, thing. I, and... I talked briefly to Tex today, uh, just briefly, okay. of course. Um, uh, and uh, I had the following story I got from Tex at, uh, on uh, February the 19th. Uh, Tex Johnson, who is, of course, the South Carolina Bare Knuckles champion. Yes. Is going one-on-one with leukemia, apparently. And he will kick its ass. He is going to send the challenger fleeing, because uh, uh, it's a loser leaves town match, of course. Um, and apparently he's going to cut a promo on it uh, that uh, apparently leukemia is a supporter of NC State. Who would have thought? Well. Well, if you know Tex, well, if you know Tex, Tex is from South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah, NC State. So of course, there's the. I thought they hated uh, Clemson. uh, Well, yeah, but they can't really beat Clemson, so that's a poor analogy. Uh, Tex is going to kick leukemia's ass. Uh, It's a foregone conclusson. I'll put. uh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll stake my bookie reputation on it. In fact. Wow. Tex is one and zero against uh, uh, cancer already. Apparently, so. Indeed, he is. He is. He, he, is. he, he he's a he's a fighter. He's a, he, he's a tough guy. He's gonna he's gonna be all right. And uh, but regardless, uh, I will still uh, I will talk to my people uh, for him. His people can talk to my people, who will talk to some other people, and uh, we'll get that squared away. And uh, Tex will uh, be back in the boiler room shortly. Of course, of course. So we hope to hear great news coming from him. Uh, all right. Well, all that aside. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on and what who's been traded, really? Nate? Who's been who's been traded? Well, actually, Shackelford is uh, in my ear right now. So um, okay, let's we'll, we'll go to it then. What, Get your what tap dancing shoes on, boys and girls. Bush, Bush. 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 
Bush League. That's right, it's Bush League, everybody's favorite five-minute segment. It's back for this week, and who can forget? Who can forget the the great Bush League winners of the past? But here we are, and we're going to have us a great time here on Bush League. Tim, are you ready on Twitter? It's getting hot in here. So hot. I'm going to take my clothes off. Okay, yeah. I'm no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> said you. Said you and yeah, everyone really. else. <laughs> All right. Well. That didn't, that didn't sound like my significant other day. <laughs> a little higher pitch. I don't do a high-pitched Canadian accent. I can go back more, and do that. A little more shrieky, a little more, a little more terror. I can go back and do that accent I did at the beginning of the show, but nevertheless. All right. Um. First Bush League nominee, as we scroll down, Jakob Pertle, who came out the day after the Super Bowl and uh, was going to check in, but he for- forgot his jersey. He didn't have his jersey on. He had to go back to the locker room to get his jersey because all he had on was a warm-up shirt. And have a look at Popovich. Yeah, even Popovich is just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> but he kind of chuckled at it, so... Yeah, Pertle, he didn't totally lose his mind, but... Yeah, so... Yaka Pertle <laughs> tries to come into the game without his jersey. He has to go to the back and get it. You know what that is, Tim? That's Bush. Bush League. You hear me? I'd say that's, that's a Bush sign League. of uh, advanced Delcoism, but anyway... <laughs> Well, our next Bush League nominee, Draymond Green. And Draymond oh, my buddy Green, Draymond. Our buddy Draymond. Against the Celtics, Draymond just thought he could just walk in. He was out of bounds, had to throw the ball inbounds. He just thought he could just walk inbounds. No big deal. And he steps inbounds and starts dribbling up the court. Then he tries to pass, but it's too late. That's a turnover. Even Steve Kerr got a chuckle out of that one. <laughs> Steve Kerr is like, you wonder why this team is 13 and 42. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, if anybody needed to know why, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> everybody kinda, just has just to laugh at it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Draymond just walks in. There it goes. You know what it was, though. I mean, that is Bush League. That's Bush League. I'm surprised Draymond didn't yell at himself. Nah, Jimmy Butler probably sent him a text after the game, chastised him really good. All right, and our final Bush League nominee, and you won't see this one at first. You have to wait until the camera (laughs) zooms in. This young man from the Cavaliers (laughs) called Twinkle Toes here is he doesn't know. Okay. This is one of two things. He is either having a seizure. Or, or, and I think it could be the latter. He's uh, uh, auditioning for Electric Boogaloo Part Two. Uh, <laughs> either that, or he kind of looks like that um, Sonic the Hedgehog when he gets his feet going, but he never goes anywhere. <laughs> just, he tried to cover standing, two guys. <laughs> I'm standing in hot lava. It's hot on my feet. Looks like James Brown and Eddie Murphy's Celebrity Hot Tub. He just didn't know. He didn't know where to go. Oh man, I can't even tell who it is. That's the sad part in the whole thing. I, I think, think it's. Uh, 
Is that Darius Garland? I can't really tell. Hold on. We got to find out. I got to find out because this man must be chastised for this. This is number what? Number two for. Yeah, I think the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let, let me let me pull it up here. Number two is Colin Sexton. Oh, Colin. Okay. Oh, Colin. Well, could oh, that be Colin. maybe this was this was after the Super Bowl? Uh, no, this was last week before. This was like last okay. Thursday. All right, so maybe he was like trying to get a spot as one of Shakira's dancers. Maybe <laughs> with those moves. <laughs> I mean, if you could have seen, I mean, what would that have looked like if we'd have saw it from the, from the a camera from underneath the basket? Well, valid point. You know, that, you know, that could have been, you know, these hips don't lie. and uh, kind of looks, looks a bit like uh, uh, the quarterback from for Dak Prescott when he does that nonsense he does when he warms up where he does that move, if you've seen that video. That's what it kind yeah, of and how many like. playoff games has he won? But anyway, oh, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, Colin Sexton, that was uh, that's Bush League. Uh, I don't know. That's man. Bush League. All right, Tim, this is, this you're is, the man is, with the power, a, the man of the hour. Who's I mean, going to be a, the guy? Who I mean, wins tonight? Tri- I don't know. This is a trifecta of awesomeness, Nate. I almost want to like. I want it to be the Olympics, where like I can award like gold, silver, and bronze here. But, this is one. This, um, this is one of the toughest Bush Leagues we've ever had. I think. I mean, okay, the, the 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 shirt foul is more embarrassing than, than anything. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give that to bronze. Um, okay, that's that's getting the medal that Canada wins a lot of the bronze. We're kind of there, but not really good enough to win anything. Um, oh, oh, I don't know, Nate. Uh, uh, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Uh, I, I'm probably. Get me behind a protective barrier, but I'm going to have to give Draymond the silver, and I'm going to award uh, a very proud the uh, the country of Electric Boogaloo uh, the gold medal. <laughs> well, congratulations, Colin Sexton, on your winning of Bush League this week. You will receive exactly one tongue lashing from Armando Martinez. You oh, put out. So enjoy. The gift that keeps on giving, good lord. Absolutely. And that's been Bush League for this week. Bogus Dan. Bush, Bush League. League. You know, right. but, uh, before we go any further, did you know that Ed Bogus uh, appeared in a uh, in a ladies' magazine? Did you know that? Really? Uh, Playgirl, I'm told. Um, oh, really? Yeah, you know, well, you know, because, I mean, you're not familiar with Playgirl, but, of course, probably most young men are familiar with Playboy back in the day. Yeah, imagine, I've heard of Playgirl. You know, that Ed's likes and dislikes. You know, the likes would be like 17 lines and the dislikes would be nothing. <laughs> True. You know, likes mozzarella sticks, rainy nights, walks with his dog. I love a rainy night. Yeah. You know, <laughs> loves the loves loves the Eagles, Holland Oaks. Uh, who doesn't? I mean, M and M, Toby chocolate, Keith, chocolate Dick, peanut or wrapper? Both. Um, both. You know, uh, yeah, he's, he's one of uh, he's one of the few guys that uh, you know 
he he tried out for that M and M commercial, but he couldn't decide chocolate or peanuts, and they kicked him out. Yeah, man, you got to go chocolate all day, man. Uh, That's what I but I mean, the, the peanut the peanut M and M's are good. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not crapping on them, but uh, yeah, man, I got to yeah, go with yeah, those chocolate not, ones. Yeah, not throwing peanuts under the bus, but chocolate better. Um, yeah, I like the chocolate better. The crispy were good. The pretzel were really good. I was a big fan of those. The peanut butter ones are good. They're all good. But I just got the original, uh, man. Those original chocolate ones. I'd also like to announce now that he is, uh, this is the first uh, announcement in this uh, for this. The uh, Ed Bogus has been nominated for a Bogsy. Oh, the Bogsies are soon, are they not? They are. Uh, Ed is has been nominated for Best Screencast of a entree or full meal on Twitter. Ooh, that's a prestigious award. Uh, well, I don't even know who else is nominated, but... Uh, well, that's a prestigious a award. I know that. Fragile. I mean, <laughs> Sponsored by the Camart. <laughs> you know, if we ever decide to end this show, the last episode... We're going to reveal every single inside joke that we've been talking about for all these years. <laughs> yeah, it's sponsored by the Camart and Tom Robinson Safety Vests Incorporated. And you got to rem- and you got to know that ninety percent of these jokes are hurt at poor Tom's expense. <laughs> I mean, Tom was the inspiration for Elton John's "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road." <laughs> But I think uh, the original weren't the original lyrics "Goodbye, you steamy slimy hoe." So, well, no, I think that was the uh, the revised lyrics. Oh, yeah, I think I it was so. "Goodbye, yellow vest road." <laughs> I don't even know the words to "Yellow Brick Road." That's all I got. Oh God! You know what? We haven't done this in a while. My coat of many colors. <laughs> no, no. God. All right, all right. Let's get back to basketball. We've we've taken a long road around here. We got to talk about the All Star selection here. Me and uh, Duncan Smith talked about it earlier, um, but uh, we're going to dive into it here a little bit. I understand <laughs> there a, that there was a great change to the uh, three point shooting contest. Yeah, and we're going to get into that. Let, let's get to let's look at the the All Star. You know what it was? They changed it to the two-point shooting contest, and Ben Simmons is now enrolled. <laughs> ben Simmons has now entered the layup drill contest. Wouldn't that, be, uh, but it, wouldn't that be like something the NBA would do? We canceled yeah. the three-point contest, and we've now made it the 15-foot jumper contest. <laughs> well, for those that missed it, the East All-Star starters voted on by the fans, the media, and uh, I believe it was the coaches. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Giannis is the captain for the East. Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kimball Walker, and Trey Young are the starters for the East. Um, the East reserves are Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, and Demonis Sabonis. For the West, Captain LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Luka Doncic, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard are the starters. Your West Reserves, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Russell Westbrook, and Chris Paul. 
Now, Duncan Smith and I talked about this earlier. Two names glaringly missing. For the East, Bradley Beal, who's averaging averaging a ridiculous, ridiculous points per game average. It was at like 30. And somebody just entered my domain. Hello, Angie. Just wherever. Stick it where the Duke don't shine, Angie. Apparently, uh, Tim said to stick it where the Duke don't shine. <laughs> they won. Oh, they did. <laughs> they won yesterday. Oh yeah. Well, the other team too. They look dirty, but they look really small for your big feet. Well, geez, just air my dirty laundry all over the world. But they're playing. Yeah. Well, well, you know, that's like yes, those are clean. Okay. Yes, my laundry is being delivered. Thank you for the service. We appreciate that. Yes, I'm About time you did something. Good Lord. Nate, uh, Nate. Uh, $25. Yeah, okay. Nate, could you please tell the help the adults are talking? Yes, the adults are talking. Please put that down and go fetch me something. And take your dog with you. Yeah. Your little dog pocket. Yeah. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Bradley Beal, uh, 29 points per game, not an all-star. Uh, also not an all-star from the West, Devin Booker. Devin Booker this season is averaging 25, 26, actually almost 27 points per game. And he's doing it shooting 50% from the field, 36% from three. Uh, Devin Booker's having an amazing year. I mean, he's just killing it. But not an all-star. I think you could take you could take almost any of those players off the West list and put uh, Devin Booker in there. I think you could take Ben Simmons out. I think Jason Tatum could have been switched with Jalen Brown, as Duncan Smith said earlier. Sabonis could have been taken out for Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill and Devin Booker should have been all-stars, in my opinion. What do you think, Tim? Well, you know, like, again, we, we had this conversation. The, the The problem is there's only so many spots, right? So then yeah. you start, and then of course it depends on what the, I mean. What is the criteria exactly? It's purely statistics. I mean, that we know isn't true. Um, it's a certain amount of the popularity contest, uh, to some degree. It's a certain amount of. I'm sure somebody somewhere goes, okay, well, we can put so and so on the team, and he play, and he plays for a franchise that nobody cares about. I have to think that that's got something to do with with why Towns isn't an All Star. Plays for Minnesota, no, and no knock on Minnesota, but that's not a draw to the All Star game, right? So we'll leave him off, and we'll throw somebody. I'm, I'm guessing that might be part of the reason why Bradley Beal's not on the team. Washington, pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, that has a lot to do with it. I think. I mean. I'm not surprised Towns didn't make the team uh, a lot due to injury because there were some injuries there. Right. Um, okay. How about I throw this one at you then? Kyle Lowry okay. an All Star. Kyle Lowry an All Star, correct? This year, no. He, he didn't. He didn't get added to the team. No. I thought he did. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh let me double check. I don't think so, unless I looked at something incorrectly. Okay, well, if he wasn't, that makes my case even more. Jimmy Butler an All Star? Oh, let me let me go find the reserves list again. I had it right here in front of me. I thought Kyle Lowry got was added. Maybe I mean, he not. may have. Okay, yeah, Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry both are. Okay, I apologize. Okay, yes, he's there. Jason Jason Tatum. 
Yes. All right. Uh, okay. So now, if you're only going to look at statistics, uh, dial up Eric Bledsoe's numbers. As good or better than all three of those guys. Yeah, I mean, Chris Middleton's there um, against the bonus. Sim- Simmons being an all-star almost felt like a mercy plea. I was just like, well, he's Ben Simmons. He should be an all-star. No. I just He's not just, having a good enough year. What is the narrative? Is that just like the press trying to push that somehow this guy is – like I, I keep reading too. Well, if if you were going to trade, not that they're going to trade either of them, but if they were, you know, you trade Embiid because you build a team around Simmons. And I'm like, do you really now? I don't know. It's just. I mean, I, I guess Eric Bledsoe doesn't make it because that would be uh, three guys for Milwaukee, and they probably don't want to do that. Well, I mean, I see that. So, I get that to a point, but, like, there again, I mean, is the All-Star game supposed to be for the best players? Or is it, I mean, did the Golden State get three guys on the team back in the day? I mean, a lot of time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, if it's supposed to be for the best players, and we're not going to be worried about whether we put a guy on from each franchise, like a lot of other uh, sports leagues do, then then it should be like maybe they ought to lay out some criteria let, let the fans pick whoever they want for their whatever percentage yeah they pick give. the starters okay so let them pick the starters and then maybe make some kind of criteria you know okay you got to be i don't know you know we'll take 10 yeah. statistical categories and Award five points for you know, ten points for the being first and one for being ten, and the guys with the highest numbers. Those are the guys that are going to play in the game. Yeah, and so here's here's another thing. Devin Booker didn't make the All Star team. No NBA player has ever averaged twenty seven points per game. He was averaging that at the time of the pick six assists on sixty percent. Uh, excuse me, total sixty percent total shooting, and missed the All Star game until Devin Booker. So that's a first. That's ever happened. So I, I don't. I yeah. I I mean I I get that somebody can't get on a team. I understand that, but there's at least one glaring error, and that's probably it this year for me. Anyway, that's the one that there's there's just no real excuse why he's not on there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's look at some of the other stuff going around. We'll talk about the All Star game here in a minute. Um, kicking off, we've got the Hall of Fame announcement at 5 p.m. on Valentine's Day. Then the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game will be on ESPN at 7 o'clock that night. Let's see who some of the, uh, we got Team Wilbon, Common, the rapper Common will be the captain. We've got Bad Bunny, Hannibal Burris, Kane Brown, John Basti or Bastier, Alex Moffat. Chef Jose Andrades, uh, Famous Los, Jadina, Chelsea Gray, and Quentin Richardson, all on those teams. All right, so a lot of those. i to be honest. Nate, there were I some celebrities who, there. <laughs> I didn't know who half of those people were. Well, neither did I. Now, granted, granted, and I don't say this in a racist way, 
that's, I mean, black people do make up a large percentage of NBA fa- uh, well, fans. And a lot of it's those all over the were, place. There's actors, there's recording yeah, artists, they, comedians. Right, but they, yeah, they were they were rappers and that sort of stuff. And I have no idea about any of that. So because I don't know yeah. them really doesn't doesn't mean much really. Um, Patrick Mahomes did tweet out where was his invite, so he wanted to play, but nobody invited him. All right, for Patrick, Team Steve, Patrick is spotlight hog. You got enough. Take your Super Bowl he, MVP a, and be he's quiet. He's a damn good basketball player, by the way. Maybe, um, but he, he, he plays football. No. All right. Next up, Team next Stephen A. Smith. Play in the Pro Bowl. Oh, fuck. Uh, it might make Smith it more interesting. Team Stephen A. Smith. Captain Chance the Rapper. Quavo. Taylor Bennett. Uh, LaRoyce Hawkins. Anthony Spice Adams. Mark La- Lassery. Apparently, he's a co-owner of the Bucks. Okay. Hey, I see you. Ronnie 2K. Caitlin Oashi. She's a gymnast. Oh, God. I was, I was so hoping you were going to say Jenner. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> Lil Rail Howry. Aja Wilson. And I'm excited for this one. Darius Miles. Former NBA player Darius Miles. So, yeah, so that'll be cool. Be cool to see. No, um, no Beavers this year? No Beebs. Well, Beebs really can't hang out with the NBA guys anymore. He found God and all that, so that's not really his scene anymore. Then you got the NBA Rising Stars game after that. Um, Ed Boggess is in that game. Representing the United States, Miles Bridges, Wendell Carter Jr., Devontae Graham, Tyler Hero, Jaron Jackson, Ja Morant, Kendrick Nunn, Eric Pascal, P.J. Washington, Zion Williamson, and Trey Young. Representing the world roster, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, DeAndre Ayton, R.J. Barrett, Brandon Clark, Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Roy Hachimura, Spy McAluka, yeah, Josh Akogi, and Mo Wagner. So there's the Rising Stars game. Thoughts on that, Tim? Coached by a little TR. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just not a fan of these events. Uh, they're totally. The Rising Stars game is. It can be fun. The Celebrity that Game one, can be fun. The Celebrity Game is boring, Nate. Well, it's one of those things. That it's kind of fun to watch. You know, when you're hanging out with your buddies and for, you know, just goofing off, having some pizza. It is, but after after ten minutes of that, it's like the actual game itself. Yeah, yeah, there's all these big names, and all right, there's a shot and a basket, no defense. Oh, there's a dunk. Well, that was interesting. Look at those other five guys get out of the way as these guys set up a trick dunk. Isn't that awesome? Boring. Well, let's go on to my favorite night, Saturday night. The skills competition is first. Okay. This is usually the, the, the only part of all sports. Beverly Spencer Dinwiddie. Yeah, sounds Chris like, Middleton, like a country Derek song. Rose, but I think Derek Rose actually pulled out of uh, the skills competition. DeMontis Sabonis, Pascal Siakam, and Jason Tatum. Uh, so we'll see that. Uh, the skill, I enjoy the skills competition. I always think it's fun. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns won it once, so that was pretty cool. What they got to uh, do let's for the see. skills competition is let the guys be the guys. There should be some shit talking, some bragging, some egos should come out for the skills competition. Then it would be way better. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, it would be fun. I, I have no, like, like, no, you know, like like Larry Bird telling everybody, "So who's finishing second? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was in the three point <laughs> contest, which yeah. is the next event after that. Davis Bertans from Washington is in it. Devontae Graham from Charlotte. Joe Harris from Brooklyn. Buddy Hill from Sacramento. Zach Levine from Chicago. Damian Lillard from Portland. Duncan Robinson from Miami and Trey Young from Atlanta. Now they are adding uh addition of two shots in the Mountain Dew zone, which is two locations positioned equal distance between the traditional racks at the top of the three point arc and adjacent to the wing racks. Each of the two ball pedestals in the Mountain Dew zone is located six feet behind the three point line and holds one special green ball, which is the three ball. So shots made with the green ball are worth three points. So that's an interesting little thing they're throwing in there this year. Um, quick, uh, that is, that's pretty cool. A quick uh, uh, sporting update uh, uh-huh. just to finish off my Raptors story from earlier that we didn't go on air with. Raptors 119, Pacers 118 final. Wow. Big win for them. No kidding. Yeah. All right. And finally, the slam dunk contest will be the final event. Pat Connington from Milwaukee, Aaron Gordon from Orlando, Dwight Howard defending champ is a is a defending champion and Derek Jones Jr. from Miami. Um so this should be fun okay, to how about, see. How, how about I throw this wrinkle into it? Why don't they have a slam dunk competition for guys who don't who aren't known for that at all? <laughs> well then it wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> Oh, I think it would be. I, I think it would be even better. Can you, I mean, we all love to watch them clanging off their rim in, in a real game. Well, just not the same, though, as, as watching those really nice dunks. So, so you're not up for uh, the uh, three-point shooting contest sponsored by Shaquille O'Neal? <clears throat> well, that would be funny, because then Ben Simmons could be in it. Yeah, but they they better with the stipulation he's not allowed to leave the court till he makes one. Oh God! Be there all night. Hour four here. Ben Simmons has lost thirty eight pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he's nowhere near the rim. I fear this is going to end badly. He's well, the me. final event is the All Star Game itself, and they've got a new format this year, and they're going to honor Kobe Bryant with it. Um. The I'm sorry, team, this is absolutely retarded. Team Giannis, Team LeBron will compete to win each of the first three quarters, all of which start with a 0-0 score and will be 12 minutes long. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, the game clock will be turned off and a final target score will be set. The final target score will be determined by taking the leading team's total cumulative score through three quarters and adding 24 points. Uh, the 24 representing Bryant's jersey number for the final 10 seasons of his career. The teams will then play an untimed fourth quarter, and the first team to reach the final target score will win the All-Star game. Here's an example. If the cumulative score of the first three quarters is 100 to 99, the final target score would be set at 124 to win the All-Star game. The team with 100 points would need to score 24 points in the fourth quarter before the team with 95 points scores 29 points and vice versa. No minimum or maximum time on the clock in the fourth. The NBA all-star game will end 
with a made basket or a made free throw. So there, there you go. Yeah, dumb. Sorry, don't like it. Um, I'm not gonna call it dumb till I see it. Reason I don't like it is I know what they're trying to do, and I'm okay with that part of it. It's just if you want to honor the guy, which they should do, I don't have a problem with that. You wear the his number. Maybe everybody wears 24 in their jerseys or and all that kind of stuff. I don't think you need to change the format of the game. Well, this is a format they had been talking about doing for a while, and this kind of gives them a little bit of an excuse to try it out. Um, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I want to see it how it how it pans out. So we'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. I'm a I'm a traditionalist. I don't like when they do stuff like that. So that that's me. I mean, I'm sure lots of people will love it. So it probably won't. Well, it won't it won't meet with any disdain because it's for Kobe. So. Most people are going to go along with it regardless. So, Well, my whole thing with it is I don't like um, – I never watched the I never watched the All-Star game anyway. Uh, I'm not a fan of it, not interested in it. Just I don't like watching a glorified shoot-around. Um, maybe this would be a little more interesting. I mean, I'll check it out, but I'm not, I'm not holding my breath on it's going to make everything you know, better. But we'll, we'll you see. You know how hard it's going to be for some people? They're going to have to do math, Nate. Oh, God. As long as they don't hurt themselves, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But you never know. You know how I feel about math. You know. No. No. <laughs> but next week on the show, Tim and I will uh, we'll pick our we'll do our predictions for who wins all these events. So we got that out there. Our predictions will be in. This is the Wednesday before the All Star break, uh, before the All Star weekend happens. Uh, I'm kind of waiting here try, before we leave and, and head out because it's about that time. We're going to uh, check in on Woj, see if anything else has happened. Uh, and I'm not seeing anything new as of yet. Apparently, we no. talked Justice Winslow is on the move, as well as Iguodala. Yeah, that's all I'm seeing. Too. All right. Oh, hold on a minute. Just a second. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. This is coming down. <coughs> pardon me. Coming down from Shackleford. Um, oh, no. The, uh, head, and the head office in uh, Beaver Tuft, the uh, Northwest Territories. Um, yes. Frank from Flin Flon. Oh no. Will be the host of the Bogsy Awards. Oh man, big uh, news. It's a tape delay from uh, Rio de Janeiro. And that will be that will be airing on February the nineteenth. That's not ah, next so two week, weeks away. The week after, because next week is a much too important a Wednesday for the Bogsies. Oh man. So two weeks from today. The Bogsies are the here, Bogsies. and that's a good week to have them because uh, we'll be in the midst of the week off for the NBA, so that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that. Everybody will have their black ties oh. on, and we'll be uh, we'll be ready. There'll be a uh, sheets on location at the Bogsies, I'm told. Well, I mean, that's in the contract, so it <laughs> has to. <laughs> well, I think Bogus travels with, a, like, a portable sheets. <laughs> he's got the app and he's always within a hundred miles of the closest one. So, but nevertheless, that's been our show this week. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Had a lot of trade talk, a lot of interesting news going on. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, we're getting ready for the all-star weekend. 
which is next weekend. And, uh, you know, hope everybody enjoyed it. You can follow us on Twitter at Tileman68 at Wide Jump. We are, um, we're on iTunes, Podcast Static Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you find podcasts, we're there. Check us out on the web. Uh, and head over to widemincanjump.com. Support our sponsors, New Law Office, Strip Cam Fun, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, and Stay Classy Meats. Go show them some love. Uh, anything else, Tim, before we uh, get on out of here? Yeah, just uh, yeah, just a quick thing uh, for everybody out there, particularly our American listeners. Not our Chinese listeners, American listeners. Um, I'm sorry about the China people remark. Um, <laughs> impeachment, Iowa caucus, driving everybody nuts. Take deep breaths, people. Uh, just to let you know, everything's going to be okay in the world. Some things never change. Timberwolves down by 17 in the fourth quarter. All is well. You got, you got that right. And never forget it either. Always remember, ladies and gentlemen, all that shit sucks. Basketball rules. Everybody have yeah, a good night. And we'll see you next week. Peace, everyone. Thanks for listening to this broadcast on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash wide men can't jump for more exclusive content only available to our Patreon members. You can find this program and others like it on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. Just search Wide Men Can't Jump. Thanks to our sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, located at facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, and Stay Classy Meets. Well, you can check them out at stayclassymeats.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Follow us on Twitter, at WideJump, and be sure to keep up with all the content that's being posted there. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Wide Men Radio Network.